Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. So this podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on stem cells. Stem cells are one of the hottest topics when it comes to health and healing. And in this podcast, I'm going to show you how you can actually turn on stem cells and stem cell production in your body. Stem cells are young embryonic cells. They have more stress resilience than older cells. And activating stem cells in your body is a powerful uh, healing strategy and helps you be more youthful and more resilient to stresses in your life. I'm going to show you that in this podcast. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, now would be the time to do that so you get all of our updates. And if you haven't left a five-star review, please do that now. Your reviews help us reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks for leaving that review and let's go into the show. Well, hello, everybody. Today, I'm talking about stem cells. What are they and eight ways to activate them? And stem cells are one of the most exciting things in healthcare, but they can also be controversial as well. And so a stem cell, particularly the ones that are now being used in functional and integrative medicine, are mesenchymal stem cells. And they're primitive cells that have the ability to self-replicate. So they're new, young, embryonic embryonic cells, basically, that um, really haven't been damaged by the environment. So they're these young, really healthy, vibrant cells, and they can turn into basically any type of cell, depending on the right environment and where they are put into the body. And so they can differentiate, particularly we're we're using them a lot for um, helping with bone and cartilage, but uh, also people are using them to help try to regenerate heart tissue, kidney tissue, different things like that. And so they have a great ability to help reduce inflammation, to help fight apoptosis. And the cool thing about it is our body has the ability to produce these. So our body can do these if the right environmental conditions are, are allowed. And then also on top of that, we also have stem cell therapy, which many of you guys have heard about. And so what happens in stem cell therapy is that stem cells are harvested from your own bone marrow or your own body fat. They then inject them directly, often, you know, typically when they're doing them in joints, which is the most common uh, treatment at this point, they're directed into kind of the, the painful region of the body. So like the knees, the hip, things like that, um, possibly in the spine. The stem cells have the ability to turn into healthy versions of the damaged cells 
And then, you know, ideally you're able to return to your active pain-free life again. And many people are getting great results with this. And so the benefits of stem cell therapy, a lot of people are having reduced pain and improved joint function. They're ha- they have better range of motion, overall joint health. You know, a lot of people have degenerative joints in their knees. Their meniscus is worn down. Um, their spinal discs, their, uh, their disc in their hip joint oftentimes is worn down. And stem cells, by creating new embryonic, new young chondrocytes, really help rebuild and reform that cartilaginous tissue that's worn down over time. So it can be really exciting from that perspective. They've also been shown to help decrease nerve damage. Um, People are experimenting with using them to help rebuild heart and blood vessel tissue to help heal skin wounds and prevent scar tissue. So uh, even, um, you know, dermatologists and plastic surgery and plastic surgeons are now playing with stem cells to help, again, reduce scars and skin wounds, Um, reducing hair loss. This is another exciting, exciting area. A lot of people with uh, male pattern baldness, for example, seeing improvements with stem cells. They can improve collagen production. So collagen is the major protein that's involved in basically all of our connective tissue. So again, you know, when we think about joint health, skin, hair, different things like that, a lot of that has to do with collagen. And people are using it because it's a lower overall cost and faster recovery than many common surgeries. You go and you get, you know, um, you know, a hip replacement that's expensive and a long recovery as compared to uh, using stem cells to help stimulate new tissue growth in your hip to prevent the, the hip uh, surgery that you may need. So that's why they can be exciting. So stem cells, you know, probably the most common area is degenerative knee conditions. And so again, they take you know fat from either around the stomach or the bone marrow, and then they go ahead, they put, they extract that and they grow it in a lab for two weeks and they inject that into the knee. And then that starts to rebuild new cartilage and the cells migrate to the joint lining where they help halt inflammation. So reduces that inflammation that's damaged the tissue and starts rebuilding the tissue. Now, Here's the cool thing about it. Stem cell therapy is amazing. And for many people, it's been life changing. However, you may not be a candidate for it or just maybe out of your price range, but there are things you can be doing on a daily basis to help support the development of stem cells. Now, these natural strategies are definitely not going to be as uh, therapeutic or as uh, you know powerful overall as stem cell therapy. But doing these on a regular basis can make a big difference when it comes to your overall cellular health and helping generate more stem cells. And really generating stem cells should be a thing that we're doing throughout the course of our life. We shouldn't just be living our life, wearing down our joints, wearing down our organs. And then when they are severely damaged and um, you know failing, then we go and get this stem cell therapy. That's not really the, the ideal way. The ideal way is really that we're we're creating an environment within our body to help stimulate stem cells on a regular basis. So that way, we're able to get rid of damaged cells, replace them with new healthy cells, and this is more more or less you know regenerative lifestyle rather than just depending on regenerative medicine. So, eight key strategies. Number one is getting into ketosis. Uh, doing things like intermittent and extended fasting, even doing partial fasting or a fasting mimicking diet, good quality movement and exercise, good sleep habits, 
avoiding harmful medications. A lot of medications stop stem cell development, things like non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, hypertensive medications, cholesterol medications, um, acid blockers, things like that. So ideally, if we're able to, if we're able to con communicate with our, our, our uh, prescribing physician and start incorporating healthy lifestyle practices, hopefully we're able to, to reduce or get rid of some of these medications. Um, using polyphenolic compounds, something I'm really excited about. I'm going to talk about some of those and then using red light therapy. So we'll start with ketones. When our body is using glucose or sugar for energy, that is a dirty energy source. And what I mean by that is we produce energy, but we also produce a lot of free radicals, creating a lot of oxidative stress on the mitochondria and the other cellular components. So the more that we use sugar for energy, the more we damage and dirty the cell. And so we only want to use sugar for energy when we need to, when we don't have the presence of oxygen or we need to produce energy extremely quickly. Ideally, the majority of the time, we're, we're using ketones or fatty acids for energy. Fatty acids and ketones are very clean, energetic fuel. They produce a lot more energy than glucose and they produce significantly less free radicals and metabolic waste. So when would you want to use glucose? When you are exercising at a really high intensity. For example, when you are exercising and you're in a state of oxygen debt, you're breathing really heavy, your body can't use fatty acids for fuel. So it's going to start burning glucose, it's going to start burning sugar as a fuel source. That's a good thing. Okay. However, when you're just sitting around, you know, watching TV at night or reading a book, you should not be burning glucose for energy. You should be burning primarily fatty acids and ketones. And again, that's a lot more metabolically efficient to be able to do that for most people because of their diet, their stress, their sleep habits, you know, just the way that they're living, they are chronic sugar burners. That really burns down cells and reduces our ability to produce stem cells. When your body's in ketosis, you are going to get more stem cell activation insulin, which is the hormone our body produces when we consume food, but particularly glucose or um, foods that are higher in carbohydrates, reduces stem cell development. So we want to be very insulin sensitive and we only want to provoke, promote insulin, you know, a minimal amount of times, maybe once or twice a day, as opposed to six times a day or whatever, you know, however many meals people are eating. They're snacking, eating throughout the day, they're going to be constantly promoting insulin, and that's going to shut down stem cell development. Now, fasting, intermittent fasting, and also extended fasting, and partial fasting are also great strategies. That fasting helps increase uh, fat burning and ketone development, and that will also rev up mitochondria, creating something called mitophagy, where our body breaks down old damaged mitochondria, old damaged cells, rebuilds new healthy cells, new healthy mitochondria. And in this process, we also develop stem cells. So fasting can be really helpful. On a daily basis, I recommend, you know, you can start just like this chart says, with 12 hours overnight. It's a great place to start. Then start your day by drinking 8, 16, maybe 32 ounces of water before you eat any food. And before long, you'll see that you can push your fast up 14, 16 hours. Now, to really get a high level of autophagy and stem cell development, 
you're going to want to do something like a one day fast every single week. In fact, this is something I highly recommend for everybody to be doing unless you're pregnant or maybe having eating disorder or you're an athlete in season or you have you're a young child or possibly like somebody with type 1 diabetes, unless you're one of those types of individuals, um, doing something like a full 24-hour fast, like a lunch-to-lunch -lunch or a dinner-to-dinner -dinner fast once a week, you're fasting around 24 hours, you know, at least 20 hours once a week, uh, can be extremely powerful for helping your body get rid of bad, damaged cells and stimulating the development of new, healthy, regenerative cells. It's part of the regenerative lifestyle, okay? And so very, very powerful stuff there. I just want to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite new drinks. It's called Flying Embers, and it's a better-for-you alcohol brand that brews hard kombucha and probiotic-powered hard seltzer. All their products have zero grams of sugar, zero grams of carbs. They're USDA-certified organic, and they're brewed with live probiotics and adaptogens. So they're great for the gut, great for helping your body adapt to stress more effectively, helping enhance good quality sleep. They're all keto, gluten-free, and vegan. They're low in calories, do not impact your blood sugar. And they have some delicious flavors like ginger, black cherry, lemon, pineapple chili, and grapefruit thyme. I really love the black cherry, has a great flavor to it. The ginger is like a really refreshing ginger ale, so you've got to try that. Their products are artfully crafted with a dry fermentation process, which gives the hard kombucha a perfectly balanced natural sweetness, and it tastes amazing despite having zero sugar and carbs. And the thing that I love the most about these products is the unique buzz that they give you. It's very uplifting and it leaves you feeling amazing the next day. You don't have a hangover. There's no bloating like with beer, no sugar crash from, you know, various wines and cocktails. So guys, I've worked out an exclusive deal with Flying Embers just for podcast listeners. You can receive 15% off all the orders. Just go to flyingembers.com forward slash jockers. Put in the coupon code jockers at checkout to get 15% off your order. You guys are going to love these drinks, so try them out today. Now, another strategy is a partial fast, and a lot of you have probably done this before, where you might do like a three-day green juice fast or a three-day bone broth fast or a five-day green juice fast or Daniel fast or something along those lines. Now, the ones that are going to really help you get the best stem cell development are when your calories are reduced to 40% or less of your normal caloric intake, okay? So most people on average need somewhere around 2,000 calories. You may need more depending on your activity level, your body size, your muscle mass, things like that. Uh, but most people are about 2,000 calories. So a good partial fast is somewhere around, you know, less than 800 calories a day, maybe even under 500 calories a day. So you could do it with like green juices or bone broth, something like that. There's even something called the fasting mimicking diet, which was developed by Walter Longo, one of the uh, lead researchers in studies on fasting. And he showed his, his diet has 1,100 calories on day one and then 800 calories on day two, three, four, and five. And you get the food in packages. In fact, you can check out my website. I have an article on the fasting mimicking diet. Just search that on drjockers.com. And I go through it in detail. And it's a great diet. I mean, it's, um, it's a low protein, high healthy fat, high fiber 
low calorie diet. So it's using basically like dried nuts and um, dried olives and things like that. So you are consuming food that's coming in more or less like a box. So it's kind of processed, obviously, which isn't the best, but it does make it easy for, for a lot of people because they know exactly how much they're consuming and it's all measured out. So that makes it easier. And in that article on the fasting mimicking diet, I actually give a great version that you can do. If you're just wanting to do it with real foods at home, um, a version that I actually think is a lot better than, you know, the boxed version of the fasting mimicking diet. So you can check that out. For some people also do like a fat or keto fasting where they will just do something like butter or tallow or coconut oil or something like that. And, um, you know, the, they may do coffee with like heavy cream and something along those lines or maybe exogenous ketones. But basically 90 plus percent of their calories are coming from fat. And again, they're keeping their calories low. And that's another strategy for this sort of partial fast. Now, in the partial fast, you don't get quite as much autophagy as in a water fast. However, you will still get a lot of benefits. And because it's caloric restricted, you need to do it at least three days and ideally around five days to get the best benefits. Um, You don't want to do it too long because that can create a level of long-term caloric deprivation, which can lead to starvation and can lead to... Uh, significant reduction in your metabolic rate and your muscle mass. So short-term partial caloric restricted diets are very, very helpful for stimulating stem cells and uh, part of the regenerative lifestyle. Long-term is not good. So three to five days usually is great. At most seven days doing something like this. So in that range, you're great. And then you go back to reconditioning your body to eating the kind of ca- the amount of calories that you really need. So that's great. And then of course, we need to really prioritize sleep. Sleep is when our body regenerates. So you can be doing all these sorts of things, fasting, uh, getting in ketosis, but if you're not sleeping well, you're not going to heal well. So keeping your room very cool, keeping your room as dark as possible. I like my room around 65 degrees uh, at night with an overhead fan going. I keep my room as dark as possible. I wear a sleep mask over my eyes, which is really helpful for blocking out any sort of ambient light that might be coming in. If you do caffeine, don't do it within eight hours of sleeping because caffeine can affect your ability to fall asleep and the quality of sleep you do get. So try to stick with your caffeine in the morning, maybe midday, somewhere around there. Um, don't eat within three hours of sleeping. Try to eat your meal you know, within three hours of sleeping. That's always a good idea. If your belly is full when you go to bed, uh, you're probably not going to get as good a deep and REM sleep. It's going to affect you. Get sun exposure during the day. Actually getting good quality sun exposure during the day, particularly in the morning, helps set your circadian rhythms and helps you sleep better at night. There's an old proverb that says, if you want to have great energy during the day, go out and watch the sunrise. And if you want to sleep well at night, watch the sunset. Exercise regularly. So get out and get moving. That's great for your circadian rhythm, but not late at night. Ideally, not within at least three hours of going to bed. So kind of like you're eating there. You don't want to, you don't want to exercise too late. That will stimulate too much stress hormone and affect your sleep. You want to avoid bright light after sunset. So dim the lights in your house. Dim the lights after sunset. Wind down at 9 p.m. So you shouldn't have goals at night that you're trying to accomplish. If you do, that's going to cause more stress hormones to be released. That's going to impact your ability to get good, deep, restorative sleep. So sleep is important. Also making sure, again, you're moving, exercising, getting out. You can see this person here in the picture is barefoot on grass. 
And that's a great idea, getting barefoot on grass, dirt, sand. We call that grounding. Grounding helps shower your electromagnetic field, and that's going to help you to heal more effectively. It's also going to help you sleep more effectively. So we want to be moving, walking around throughout the day. But then also we want times where we are exercising at a very high intensity. So doing strength training, resistance training, some sort of like high intensity interval training, something along those lines, doing that three to five times a day. So working out at least getting a really good workout where you're breathing heavy at least three times a week and maybe up to five times a week. Any more than that, maybe overtraining. So I don't recommend more than five intense training sessions. You need their extra rest day every now and then. You need, you need should have at least two good quality rest days. Now on those rest days, you can still move, go out and take a walk, but nothing super intense. And that allows your body to recover. Recovery is just as important as intensity when it comes to training your body and producing stem cells. So that's important. Now, sauna therapy can also be helpful for stimulating autophagy, cellular healing, and stem cell development. So big fan of heat therapy, getting in the sauna can be a great strategy for improving a lot of different areas of your body, including your regenerative capacity, your ability to break down areas that are damaged and rebuild new healthy stem cells, new healthy tissue in those areas. So sauna therapy can be helpful. Red light therapy is another great one. And this one in particular is really good for skin. Like if you have scar tissue in your skin, acne, scar tissue, or, um, you know, if you have areas of like damaged skin, this can be really, really helpful. So the red light, uh, you know, you can get these devices. I like Mito Red, uh, and I'll have a link in the show notes for that. But it can help with circadian rhythm, supports healthy collagen production, reduces inflammation in the body, can be really good for helping your body deal with different skin conditions. So I love red light therapy. It's something I use on a regular basis. I stand in front of a red light device, particularly I do do it more so in the wintertime when it's harder to get out and get good sun exposure. Great for helping stimulate mitochondria. It can help with stem cell development. And then taking a really good supplement or multiple supplements with powerful polyphenolic compounds, things like resveratrol and quercetin can be very powerful for stimulating good stem cell development. So one of my favorite supplements for mitochondrial health, for skin health, for circulation, for keeping inflammation under control, resveratrol power. I take this, I you know have a history of skin cancer. My grandfather died of skin cancer, resveratrol and quercetin, two of the best compounds for preventing against that, but also for regenerative capacity. The regenerative lifestyle I'm talking about, resveratrol is powerful for that. And then also another subgrade supplement called Inflam Defense, which actually has resveratrol and quercetin in it, but it also adds in Boswellia, which is frankincense, very powerful anti-inflammatory. It also has ginger in there, uh, curcumin, which is the active ingredient in turmeric. And it also has proteolytic enzymes, which are great for helping to break down scar tissue and break down circulating inflammatory compounds in your body. So great supplements right here. You don't have to take both of these. You can take one and get great results. Um, both are fantastic. Uh, you know, so uh, if, you, if you're dealing with more so like joint pain, I would recommend Inflam Defense. If you're dealing with possibly skin issues or cardiovascular issues, I really like the resveratrol power. So that should help as far as which one to, to look for. 
And uh, hopefully you guys got a lot out of this training here. And we'll see you guys on a future online training. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, please do that now. And also please leave a review so that way more people reach us and find this content. Be blessed guys, we'll see you soon. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.